guess we should have introduced ourselves. We're about ready to start the show. Yeah, we forgot that the microphone was even on. Alright, so so the intro. Alright, so my name is uh, Adam Flores, and this is my partner in crime. Rodney Sinio. And uh, we were thinking about calling our podcast That Just Happened, because we want to talk about stuff that actually just happened. You know, things that happened throughout life, things that happened you know to us recently, movies that we've seen, games that we played, but... Adam brought up a good point. Is there another podcast titled That Just Happened? We looked it up and it's There's one... one one fucking episode of Two Broads Talking, which they might as well have just named it The Life of a Woman. Because in the 10 seconds that we were listening to it, all they were talking about were goddamn, I'm getting married and all this shit. And I went to church. Yeah. It's like, wow, that's this This is what women have to have a podcast. They need an outlet to talk to their friends now. Give me a break. Anyway. We just lost four female listeners. <laughs> We are not going to have groupies as a right. result of they're this gonna, podcast. They're going to think I'm a huge asshole and they're going to see that I'm just a skinny one. We're having a hard time defining what our podcast is supposed to be. We have an easier time defining what it's not going to be. <laughs> <laughs> so we can lay out the line what we're not going to talk about. So. Yeah, let's let them know what we're not going to talk about. So that for the other four listeners, the last four that we got that, are, that might still be holding on with their claws to the edge of the fucking building. No politics here. I don't want to talk about who's a better president, Bush or Obama. I don't want to talk about what Kerry's doing all over the world, what Michelle Obama's wearing this week. That has nothing to do with me. We also don't want to talk about religion. We don't want to start a holy jihad in my basement because that would really kind of suck. I just, I feel that people get real opinionated when it comes time to talk about that kind of thing and for the most part as soon as you bring up anything having to do with religion people either tune all the way up or tune all the way out and same thing with politics we are way too touchy with those two topics so we're going to go ahead and try to steer clear of that <laughs> yeah we don't want to alienate any of our listeners any of the four listeners so um if you broads hadn't turned us off i know <laughs> For what Adam said about the broads who were recording the podcast and the outlet for women, more power to you. Oh, Women's and if they, they want to listen in, you're more than what because if we end up stealing that name, don't be mad at us, but listen in. You might learn how a podcast is kind of supposed to be done. Or maybe we'll just put you on the podcast. And or you could do that, yeah. yeah. We just sent out an open invitation to you. If you ever hear this, we're going to actually put out our Twitter handles. You guys can hit us up, can read off some tweets during the show even. There might be some negative shit like your voice sounds like shit or something like that. So if ever you want to hit me up on Twitter, I'm at lantern84 l-a-n-t-e-r-n the number eight the number four i'll be checking that every so often to see if people actually give a shit yeah my twitter handle is at i don't even know is is at isn't at just kind of understood when you have a who doesn't start the twitter so. address it's, with at it's like when it's like when the www yeah, nobody yeah, does when, www when the internet anymore. first came out I, they i remember they used to do the whole http colon slash like no nobody needs all that anymore okay so my my twitter handle is just ours and romeo a is an alpha Essence in Sierra, one two nine seven nine. Jesus Christ! I feel like a Navy SEAL after listening to that shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wanted one two nine, but some asshole with only two tweets. It's not even the one two nine. It's the it's the Romeo Alpha. You know, shit. That that was kind of funny to me. Ah, Romeo's the military name. But anyways, R A S one two nine seven nine. Uh, going back to Call of Duty, I don't think I'm gonna buy any more of those. Just because there's so many times I could be called a faggot in one game that drives me crazy. Like, to, to be an online player, you have to be kind of thick-skinned, which I used to be, but now it's just like, eh, it's, it's not worth it. I, by the time I get the game, which, even if it's a week late, people have prestiged four times over, and I'm already so far behind that it's just like, I've died 87 times in a game, and, you know, I got seven kills. But that's only because, by this point, everyone else has me outclassed in weaponry and all that. So then it just turns into a pain in the ass in that respect. So a lot of the action games, Uncharted and the Tomb Raider game that I got, those are starting to be my more focal point. And Super Smash Brothers or the Brawl, it's the new pickup that I got, even though it's an old ass game, but it's something for the family. You know, we can whoop one another's ass and let the frustration out. See, that's your problem when you're playing multiplayer, and that's why I exclusively play zombies now, unless I specifically get invited to multiplayer by like one of my clans or one of the clans I frequently play with. Is that I'm just I'm tired of getting sworn at by like eight year old boys who you know have the ridiculous stats and are constantly throwing off nukes, and the stats part of it I don't know I like to think for my progress it, it helps me and I like to see them and you know kind of challenge myself but yeah you look at the stats and they are depressing 
And I'm secretly judging people on their other stats. You ever notice how... Oh, of course. When you go into a room and you check out people's stats and like, wow, that guy sucks. I'm so much better than him. But everybody whose stats are better than yours, you're like, oh, that guy must be a fucking loser playing like all the time. There's no <laughs> way he could have gotten that high of stats without putting the hours in. Uh, I think it's just, you know, a yardstick comparison for everybody you're playing with in the room. And it's just, it's not productive. It don't feel like it's, you know, makes people feel better about themselves or... But how awesome would it be if you could... If you had those stats on anybody that just walked by. Like, look at this fucking asshole. He, he's dated, you know, X amount of girls and he's been dumped this many times. Like, just to know shit about people just from looking at them. Like, hey, what's your name? Hold on, let me check your stats real quick. No, I don't want to be your friend. It's not worth it. That would be so amazing, though. You could, I mean, that would be the perfect time to pick and choose. Imagine how happy women would finally be. They could look at a guy, side swipe, see what the hell he's all about and just be like, mm, not the guy for me. You know, he could be lying all he wants. I have all the stats right here. <laughs> if you had like a Facebook permanent score, permanent dating scorecard. <laughs> How oh many illegitimate children do you have? That, that's something that Bill Gates needs to start working on right now. I'm saying it. But it's, it's funny because it's, when I was growing up, if you saw a bunch of kids with rubber bands, they'd be like, uh, no, fuck that. Here's a laser tag gun. Go shoot somebody. But now you're proud of them for having the arts and crafts skills, which the Boy Scouts, it happens. They get to that point. You know, I'm sure they could start a fire. I can't do that shit. I'm 30 years old. I, I couldn't start a fire if you fucking paid me to without a box of matches. A box of matches. There's something else that kids don't fucking understand. The pains and struggles of matches. <laughs> now you have Febreze in the bathroom where you don't have to worry about <laughs> <laughs> You have potpourri. Not even potpourri anymore. It's no, like potpourri. It's like canned potpourri or plug-in glade. It's not even a candle anymore. It's a Glade plug-in for Breeze. But yeah, I mean, that's the generational line between boys and girls seems very, very askew from what we were raised as. I remember the days where it's like you would call your friend up, you'd call them up on the phone and hope that they were home, and if not, you'd have to talk to their parents, and then it was kind of awkward, and it's like, hey, can you have him give me a call when he gets home or whatever? Now we can literally get a hold of anybody we want at oh any time we want. Everybody has a cell phone. Anytime I would call a girl, because it was a house phone, so, of course, you'd have to let somebody know. I'm going to use the phone for a little while, because you, you want to make sure that nobody jumps on the fucking phone, because that's some of the most awkward fucking conversations you'll ever get. Because you'll be on the phone, you'll be in the middle of a nice conversation, then all you hear is, dude, 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 and they would, of course, dial the entire fucking number before they're just like, hello? And like, mom, I'm on the phone, can you give me, like, ten more minutes? I gotta call your grandmother. Your dad's shingles are acting up, and I just want to know what she used to do for my dad. It's like, Christ, I got a girl on the phone. She thought I lived by myself, even though I'm 14. Anyway, <laughs> when it came to that, it was like, anytime I would use the phone, I would let my parents know, and then I would say, just leave the phone alone. I gotta use it for a little bit. And my dad would be basically in the same room following me around to see who I was calling, because my dad is that nosy guy sometimes. And, I mean, with the best intentions, he wanted to make sure I wasn't calling a 900 number. And, you know, anytime I call for a girl, I couldn't just say, Hello, Mr. So-and-so is, what's her name there? I'd have to say, Hello, Mr. So-and-so, how are you? How's the family? How's work? How are things? And then I could proceed with it. Otherwise, my father would grab the phone, talk to the person, hand me the phone, and then I'd have to start all over again. So, that's something that my daughter will never have to fucking deal with. Not that she'll love her talking to any guys, because, uh, fuck that. <laughs> I got a gun. I'm not messing with that. So, speaking of podcast work, I'm going to apologize to Adam for being founder of the podcast, so to speak, being his idea. have been talking about it for a while. I had some, I had a lot of work to do over the weekend. It was a lot tougher than I think. Matt Cohen, I believe, is the editor, and if you're not Matt Cohen, I apologize, and I'll, I'll look up the editor of the Smodcast podcast, but editing podcast is a ton of work, especially when you don't have, I, I think I texted Adam at one point on Saturday, if we were going through broadcasting school, we would have absolutely failed. There's, there was, you know, we went from about 60 minutes of recording to about 45 minutes edited, um, which ends up, ends up pretty good because I think we might be losing people after if we went off the full 60 minutes. There were a lot of and you knows, and there were a lot of ums, so it was a lot of searching for ums and deleting the ums. That's actually why I had to change the name to um, that just happened. I figured it was very appropriate. There were a lot of but, but ofs, 
So at some point I was looking for the butter. Shout out to Pap. That's a house music reference. Um, if you don't know that. I think Kristen Bell is up there for me. Kristen Bell. Not in my top ten. Probably fifteen. Yeah, I don't know if she's a top five, but she's pretty. But you know what? She's pretty, but her personality goes a long way. Like, if she was going to make my top ten, it was probably because I met her and she was super nice. She seems like a super nice person. Have you heard the Famine on Batman where they were talking about who they would cast as Harley Quinn? And she said that that's the role that she's just fucking dying to play. And ever since I heard that she was saying that, I'm like, dude, they have to make another Batman movie. They have to have her be Harley Quinn. That's it for me. That'd be That's one of the be best casts. So hard to pull off. I mean, maybe now with the, with the whole you know Man of Steel. Let's make we're not even into a Man of Steel sequel. We'll do a Justice Friends sequel, and then you know, they could probably try to introduce her to that independently. But you're gonna have to to otherwise do it. You'd have to recast the Joker, which I think they're still at least two years away from even willing to touch that. Harley Quinn doesn't work for the Heath Ledger type Joker. No, I think maybe for the Jack Nicholson type Joker she would work. Yeah. Um, definitely the Mark Hamill, obviously, Joker type, she would work. Heath Ledger, no, it's a little too over the top. It kind of detracts, well, I mean, not something like he could perform anymore anyway. God I mean, even if, you did, like, a- even if you did, like, the dark Heath Ledger Joker, all you're going to wind up getting is, like, Helena Bonham Carter from, what was the movie with She's in Johnny Harry Depp Potter with, and the, the, all the Tim Burton movies. She's been on all the Tim Burton well, movies. She's, yeah, she's always the crazy, scary broad. Yeah, and was, that's how it would be. She was in Fight Club. Fight Club. By the way, that's two... Deceased people that you've essentially insulted in as many episodes. Is that going to be our new game now? Every episode you got to insult some dead guy. Steve Jobs in the first one. Now you got Heath Ledger. Welcome to our new segment, Piss on Graves. <laughs> I do have my qualms with J.J. Abrams. He's going to kick ass in Star Wars. Fuck everybody. Yeah, I said it! I'm a big Star Wars fan. I got the entire series right there on Blu-ray. Rodney has a dual lightsaber like Darth Maul in his crib. We're Star Wars fans, but still, I think he's going to crush it. Same thing, it's the same shit that owns like, I can't picture Ben I, Affleck in the Batsuit. That fucking Batsuit just came out, that picture. Yeah, and it gave him arms like The Rock. He has arms like The Rock. No, you just don't doesn't. know it. You just don't know it. Have you seen him in the town? Listen. He's fucking ripped. I do like the short-eared Batman. That's kind of it's just like The Dark Knight. See, at first, even I his symbol it. looks at- like it. At first, I hated the short ears, but then I'm like, oh, that's right. He's supposed to be like the grizzled, I've done this for years, Batman. So, you know, Christian Bale was still creating the Batman persona in the Dark Knight series. So, yeah, very pronounced ears. So, but if he's been in the game, as he's supposed to be, in Batman Superman, or whatever the title will become, you know, I get him, okay, he's gone to a more subdued form of costume. He's a little bit jaded. Okay, I'll take that. But I just can't wait to see it. I don't, and you won't get me wrong, I liked Star Trek, and I liked Star Trek Into Darkness. I thought there was a lot of shit that was just... His. Wait, don't you own them? I own both of them. Because I said I enjoyed them. <laughs> but it's lazy storytelling. It allows for them to actually like shove in a prequel or well, some other chapter wherever they want. <coughs> well, for TV shows, that's an easy way around shit. Because you're just like, well, good, dude, we got the first 12 well, dude, episodes mapped you, out right there. Did you watch E.J. Uh, Abrams' show Almost Human? No. no. I watched it. It was enjoyable. But they even showed the series out of sequence. It got killed after one season, and they don't answer any freaking question. That's my thing. Stop giving me 900 questions. How about you give me 750 answers and leave a little mystery at the end? That's fine. Give me something. That's how it was with Sarah Michelle Gellar's TV show, Ringer. As gay as that sounds. And we're going to come back to... And uh, we've uh, dropped the gay again. No. We're going to come back to something that happened today that was just... Gay. Yes. So gay. But Ringer was... The good TV show was really dramatic. It was a lot like a soap opera... But it had Sarah Michelle Gellar, who's blonde and pretty. Soap opera show that's never happened before. She plays her own sister, blah blah blah. And at the end, you expect this big old thing to happen, and it's just like, wait, 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 no, you canceled the show. I want to know what happens with Siobhan. I want to know what happens with this person. And it just by the time it was done, I was very, very upset that they didn't renew it for another season. But getting back to lazy storytelling, aren't all remakes really lazy storytelling? Oh, well, yeah, definitely. Pretty much everybody knows the story already. We're just putting a different spin on it. Where we're just... I mean, did both of you guys see Into Darkness? Yeah. yeah. Okay, have you guys seen the original Star Trek movies, like Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan? Back in the it's day. It's been a while. Okay, so you remember the scene, though, and I'm sure it's been played in popular culture, where William Shatner yells, Khan. Did yeah, they... Spock do it? Okay, I get why, but I thought the scene was... Poorly filmed, and even his delivery of the line was shoddy at best. Well, William Shatner didn't exactly play that off, you know, with the most... 
Shakespearean acting I've ever seen in my life. It was supposed to be Shakespearean. Star Trek was supposed to be kind of hammy from the get-go. It nailed it. I mean, that's how they sold it to NBC back in the day. Yeah, I guess. It was never supposed to be the uber-realistic, more... I don't know what's the word. I want to say gritty, but no. I mean, Star Wars always had a little more... Campiness? No, actually, Star Trek always... Or Star Wars always seemed less campy. Oh, Star Wars? Star Wars seemed less campy. Like who was who was the guy who played Spy? Zachary Zachary Tin? Zachary Zachary Quinto. Zachary Quinto. Okay, heroes. So if I had my choice between Zachary Quinto and Chris Pine carrying a scene, I'm taking Zachary Quinto. Yeah. Oh yeah, and the two of those. But that's the other thing. I never really gave a rat's ass about any character in this show. We've seen two movies now. Oh, Zoe Saldana. I'll care about her. I'll care about her. Fucking rolled it. She's in my top five. Haley Atwell slowly creeping into the top ten. She's getting her own series. Agent Carter is going to be a series. Coming I'll up. be watching that <laughs> with, with no pants on. Scarlett Johansson's up there, and she's boosted high after her role as Black Widow. Yeah, she fell out of the top twenty for a while. Yeah, that's a great example. When she had, didn't she had a thing with Benicio del Toro? Oh God, kind of ruined it a little bit. That's like who's your number one? Mila Kunis and Macaulay Culkin. No. What? Jessica Alba's my number one. Really? Yeah, What's, she will Where's Mila Kunis on your list? Mila Kunis is inside my top ten, but I'd have to seriously sit down with paper and actually like, sketch it out. Are you going to Mila Kunis it? gets bumped back up. Certain roles, like maybe like, oh, shut the fuck up. That 70s show, I couldn't have given two shits. But Friends with Benefits... Yeah. really did it for me. Yeah, Black like, Swan. I was, actually, I watched Black Swan. I really wasn't impressed. And I, I really... It didn't do much for me. I like that movie. Not just for the lesbian scenes, but well-directed... Ended up being almost like a horror movie, when you think about it. Well, see, it was Cerebral. And Cerebral's good. Like, I don't know if you ever saw <coughs> Room 1402. 1408. I own that. Well, 1408, my apologies, because I only saw it once. But that was phenomenal. It reminded me a lot of Dante's Inferno. And, and Black Swan was kind of like a double entendre, where it's like it tells a story about the story in the story. Story. <laughs> times can you tell a story? Now, okay. So as a, Jeff Johns can As do. a Jessica Alba fan, how pissed were you when she made the cover of Playboy and she wasn't in it? You know, I was pissed, but then she turned around and sued them because they actually never asked her for permission to put her on the cover. They only used it because... Did they even have it? I don't even think they had an interview with her, did they? I can't remember what prompted her so, to be... So Jessica Alba recently actually came out and said she will never do a nude scene in any movie ever because she doesn't want her grandparents to see her boobs. So if they die... They're to die soon. Yeah. <laughs> That's what they said <laughs> on Hollywood Babylon. But... Jessica Alba, if you happen to be listening, David's a huge fan. Show him while people want to see him. Well, I'm not a fan. I own the eye. Well, he, that's his number one. No, Jessica Biel's his number one. No, Alba. Fuck Jessica Biel. Oh, I think you said Jessica Alba was. No, Jessica Biel was Jessica always... Biel was. No, Jessica Biel to me has always been like overrated. She's cute, she's pretty, but she's, she's like... She's kind of like Laura Prepon to me. And it has only become relevant again now that she's in that show Orange is the New Black where... Oh, on, paper, she's, on paper, she's cute, she's got good measurements, but just no, does nothing for you. Well, she does nothing for me. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Now who does something for me? Anna Kendrick. Yes. The chick from Pitch Perfect. Yeah, she doesn't look good on paper, but something about her is kind of like how I, I felt she's about... She's cute. Like, I she's just got watched Scott Pilgrim versus the World again, and she was in there. I was yeah. like... She's pa- got sister. Pausing the yeah. parts where she was, I'm like, gosh, she is so cute. But I will take Ramona Flowers over Andrew Kennedy. Well, yeah, I think we all will. Uh, I but would, except, but there's but John McClane's daughter. But see, the thing about that, I've looked at normal photos of her, and unless she's got that fucking colored hair. No, 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 what, what was she? What, she was good in Die Hard. Was it she in the remake of The Thing? Yeah, the remake of The Thing. She was good in that. She was good in, that. in Live Free, Die Hard. She looked good in that. But the colored hair, yeah. Colored hair helps. Colored yeah. mm. hair Accents help, too. Mm. I'm, I'm going to tell you who's hot to me that doesn't get a lot of play, period, anymore. Jennifer Connelly. Oh, yeah. Um, good selection. Poor man's Demi Moore. I don't no, think so. I would, if, if I, would, I had a I would life raft, her I could, over Demi Moore. Yeah, I'm allowing Jennifer Connelly into my life raft, and I'm fucking kicking the other broad in the face. I think I'm just showing my age there. A little bit. Uh, kind of like Eva Mendez, I think. This is poor man Cindy Crawford. That's apples and oranges. you got a white girl and a what? Cuban girl. Yeah, but they both have the same no, style face no, with the little no, mole. That is a terrible comparison. And I mean you don't disrespect. So what we would ask is for also some feedback... So what I'm thinking would be good is if you're on Twitter, hashtag UTJH, and we'll keep an eye out for that. We appreciate the feedback we get. Any suggestions or improvements, anything you'd like us to talk about, anything you want to discuss, if you want to be on the show, if you want to sponsor the show, hashtag UTJH. 
on Twitter, and we'll be checking that on a regular basis. A smart idea, smart sounds, idea. Sounds like that would be the easiest. Okay, so episode three from the corrections department to call back to episode two. Uh, Ramona Flowers, hot girl in Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, is played by Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Winstead, yeah. So credit to her. Look her up on IMDb. Sounds like she would be some sort of English maid or something, but I think she's from North Carolina somewhere. Yeah, or Pennsylvania, some shit like Local that. Local girl. And the hot girl from Just Go With It is Jennifer Brooklyn. Aniston. Brooklyn, well, Jennifer Anderson, yeah. <laughs> Brooklyn Decker? Brooklyn Decker, oh which actually sounds like a creative way for taking a shit. <laughs> Horrible name, beautiful girl, much credit to you. I don't know what else she's been in besides Just Go With It. I think she was like a Sports Illustrated swimsuit model at some point. Check her IMDb page. Shoutouts. Let's do uh, shoutouts. I think the only shoutout I really have this week, I don't even know. I don't even think I have anybody to shout out. Fuck everybody. The Colonel? Who's the Colonel? From KFC. How would I shout out the Colonel? What do you got? Alright, shout out to the Colonel for giving away free chocolate cakes with every 10 piece or more meal. Not that they're a sponsor, but if you'd like to be, hashtag UTJH. Oh, wait, wait, I got one. Shout out to David Merkel, our previous guest, the first special guest that we had on the show. He had a really good time. We hope to have him back again really soon. Great guy, had a lot of energy, which was it was a lot of fun doing the podcast with him. So shout out to you, David. Way to go, man. Yeah, thanks, David. And uh, by the way, we don't have a soundboard. I don't know if we're going to have a soundboard. That was a real gun that he... That he uh, cocked uh, in the middle of that podcast. So Nice and dangerous. We live dangerously around here. Yeah, both Adam and David have guns. Yes. Okay, so from... We talked about the corrections department. From the fuck you department, <laughs> I made two references to Black Horse, which I was corrected by someone on the internet. And horse. actually, Black Horse and Dark Horse are the same expression. They're interchangeable. It's just different colloquialisms. It's kind of like saying the difference between sneaker and gym shoe, so fuck you. Denny's. Yeah, Denny's if you're my grandmother. Okay, so now it's time for Pissing on Graves. Yeah, there's a new segment that we're going to be doing. Pissing on Graves is we pick a celebrity and instead of what normal people usually do and glorify somebody... We, we joyously take a look at a deceased celebrity's career or something they've done to kind of... Satir- Bash the shit out of them. Basically, in, in good fun, not really malicious. So this week's Pissing on Graves, PYT, the sixth release off the Michael Jackson 1983 Thriller album. Uh-oh. It's a wonderful song for a young black Michael Jackson to sing. Great beat, wildly underrated. Conversely, PYT is wildly an inappropriate song for Michael Jackson to sing as an older <laughs> white man who is being accused of pedophilia. This has been Pissing on Graves, Michael Jackson edition. Wow, what? So- Okay. Wait, you guys pissing on Michael Jackson? Yeah, today we are. Now, anybody who knows me knows that I'm a huge, huge Michael Jackson fan. So don't hit me up in the comments section talking about how big of an asshole I am. I love Michael Jackson, but Rodney has a really good point. I wonder if he even did that later on in his tour days. So look for our regular segments, Pissing on Graves, where we'll joyfully, retrospectively look at a deceased celebrity's accomplishments or life work. Yeah. <clears throat> that was your first time doing that segment? No, official. We, yeah, the first mm-hmm. official. The first one that we had, I mean, who did we bash? Michael Jackson. Yeah, we pissed on plenty of graves. And yeah. Apparently we bashed Brittany Murphy last podcast. A little bit. Just pointed out to us. H.R. Geiger, Eager. David Deeger, Geiger, he doesn't care anymore. Pissed him off. Steve Jobs in the first episode. Steve Jobs. We really kind of gave it to him a little bit. Um, that just happened. Now available on iTunes. Nice. Yeah, so. and you made fun of Steve Jobs. And we made fun of Steve Jobs. And not a fan. Not a fan. Not a fan of the Apple brand. Well, I can't say I'm not a fan. I'm. I have a love hate relationship. I hate that I love a lot of their products and I use a lot of their products. Just very, very frustrating, especially for someone in the IT world. Dealing with corruption and well, let's not get that's a whole nother. Yeah, we're not doing that. We don't talk about work here. A couple things I wanted to talk about today. Vin Diesel. Easy. Vin Diesel has said that working on Guardians of the Galaxy was an experience that helped him greatly get over the loss of his quote unquote brother, Paul Walker. I'm going to go ahead and say get the fuck out of here. Mostly because the character that he plays in Guardians of the Galaxy is Groot, who's a giant walking tree. Now, if they stick to the comic book, which it appears as though they're planning on doing so, Groot doesn't say any more than three words. So, are Isn't you telling it, but me... But it's a fle- a flick, affliction? Or affliction? The way he says it... Okay, but it's... Convey, uh, but emotion. It's, at most, 
he had an hour's worth of work. If that's enough to you get... You he called it in? I mean, how many different ways can you I say... Think he did a call, I think he did a motion capture for it. If he did, then I'll give him some form of sweat. Up until that point, it's like... So, so he does Bradley Cooper crawl up around his shoulders at some point? Cause I think, be I awesome. think Vin Diesel... No, go ahead. I just my, think that uh, my brother likes Vin Diesel. I'm not. Well, I'm big I'm Fast and Furious Paul Walker fan. I feel like I still I'm affected by it. <laughs> I feel like why couldn't it be Bieber? I can name ten people right now who I would be like, okay, and what else? Who won the game? But Paul Walker, I'm still. He, he can name ten graves that he would rather be pissing on. I'm not gonna piss on Paul Walker's grave yet. If somebody came to me right now, I was like, I can trade you the life of Paul Walker for ten people. Right now, I would have a list folded in my pocket ready to get that guy. As long as I'm on the list, I'm kind of okay with that. I mean, I put Bieber on the list. Anyone of the Kardashians or all of them. Kanye West, who I used to be a big fan of. Now, I'm five minutes away from sending him death threats on Twitter. That's that 10 people yet? <laughs> I can't really root for a bad guy. Who the fuck is Vin Diesel in Fast and the Furious? He's more like Robin Hood. He's more like... Ah, oh, give me a break. Steal from the rich, no? And give it to the poor. Is that Robin Hood? Who's the poor that he was giving it to at the first movie? When they were stealing trucks He was poor. Shit. Really? Scarface? He didn't like Scarface? Scarface is one of the most overrated movies of all time. Scarface is so bad it's good. But, like I said, I just finished watching Wolf of Wall Street. I know it's based on a true story. I don't feel bad for any of those guys. Any of them in real life. It just goes to show you, man. If you have money, you can actually avoid real jail time. I mean, the guy's like, oh, I went to jail. He was, like, playing golf and, like, tennis. It's not jail. No. All right, so something else I wanted to bring up today. I watched the movie that I actually wanted to see in the theater, and I never got around to doing so, and I didn't know anybody else that actually wanted to go see it with me. Man of Tai Chi. It's a movie directed by none other than Keanu Reeves. I think Keanu uh, Reeves thinks that he's Asian now. It's okay, so do I. Uh, Rodney, as an Asian man, how do you feel about Keanu Reeves? Rodney's Pacific Islander. Rodney's <laughs> a legit Asian. No, that's what some Asians want to be called. Keanu Reeves was born in Hawaii. That's close. Well, Joaquin Phoenix is born in Puerto Rico. I wouldn't say he's Puerto Rican. Name's Keanu. Yeah. He had a beautiful house in Hawaii, actually. But what I'm trying to say is that movie, Man of Tai Chi, that should be the template for how video game movies that are tournament fighters, such as Mortal Kombat, Street Fighter, need to be made. If you watch Man of Tai Chi, replace the main character, Tiger Chen, with Ryu, and you have... An awesome, awesome Street Fighter movie. It's a guy battling with his inner demon. He has to figure out whether or not he wants to fight to the death and disobeying his master. You add Akuma in there, you can have him fighting Dalzim and Vega at some scenes, and you got a movie that's a million times better than any Street Fighter movie that was ever fucking made. Who's the, the best villain in any video game? The best villain in any video game? Mm-hmm. That's a good one. I'll go with him, Bison. I don't know. I might have to go with... Oh, I was going to choose some obscure Silent Hill. No, I was, I was actually going to go with that guy from Link. Ganon? Ganon. Ganon and Ganondorf. You want to talk about a guy that has changed dramatically in the course of his history? Even Bowser. I'd give it to Bowser. He's the first bad guy that you saw in a video game that you're just like, holy shit, there he is, he's huge. And then, you know, of course... I'm going to give it to Mike Tyson in Punch-Out or that stupid dog in Duck Hunt. (laughs) Points to Nelson. Because that dog laughing... Oh. That's the first time you felt real frustration as a I'm going to make a game where you're just shooting that dog. Not that I want to condone violence to dogs at all, but that dog in Duck Hunt. That right there... Shout out to Michael Vick. That whole uh, shooting the dog thing completely counterbalances everything that you said in the beginning of the last episode. <laughs> you had how many listeners? Four listeners? They're gone now. I met Dan Aykroyd here. That was fun. Got to actually meet one of the Ghostbusters. I met Ernie Hudson. Ernie Hudson? So that's that. Where? Comic-Con. Comic-Con. Ah. So I met one of the Ghostbusters. I met Dan Aykroyd outside of high school. He was just walking by. Who'd you meet outside of high school? Then invited you into her trailer? Cameron Diaz. Cameron Diaz. Post-mask Cameron Diaz. Post-mask pre-my best friend's wedding Cameron It was, may have been one of the greatest afternoons of my life. <laughs> <laughs> I recently got bumped when Isabella was born, but before then it was the greatest hug I ever received in my life. Or when you got married. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Liz is one of our four listeners. You have to edit Shout out to Liz. Edit this out. Liz is actually going to be a... Uh, she's a saint of my wife. She's a... She's my wife. She's a saint. Nelson's wife, Liz, is actually going to be coming by hopefully really soon to do a guest spot 
we all have kids, so it kind of turns into a trade-off of, you know, here's the baby, I'm going to go take care of the kid kind of thing. So hopefully next time Nelson could watch the kid, Liz could come down and talk to us, because if there's anybody that could curse us under the table is Liz, in a good way. My wife and I recently had got a hotel room after a wedding, and Uh-oh. we were really looking forward to spending time with each other, but by saying that, what I really mean is we were able to sleep consecutively for more than five hours for the first time in a year. It was amazing. Nelson's daughter, my goddaughter, Rodney's niece. Yeah, that just got real complicated. Yeah, it's like a, the way we're all related to each other. I know you guys kind of touched on it in the last podcast, but it's... No one on the corner has swagos like us. It's crazy. It's crazy yeah. how we're connected and interlocked. So it's cool to go through the same struggle as everyone else is. But Adam's kid sleeps for like 12 hours. Jason, I'm my knowledge has no problem, but Isabella sleeps for like two hours, and then she's up screaming. She's a machine. I'm pretty sure she was made by Skynet. She might be a Terminator. Yeah. So, obviously, Nelson and I are natural-born brothers. Nelson and Rodney... As opposed to what? I'm as opposed to born? somebody being adopted in the group, Dick. We're like step-brothers. Well, I mean, they're still step-brothers. They're still naturally born. We're biological oh brothers. Unless the Skynet. Motherfucker. Nelson and Rodney are frat brothers in the same fraternity. Technically, we're all brothers or we're brother We're happy and we're singing yeah. and we're colored. Give me a high five. So, there's a real quick synopsis as to how well, we're all My playing. wife's best friend is Rodney's and wife. Nelson's Rodney's best friend wife is... Yeah. Rodney's wife's sister is Adam's wife. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. Yeah, that actually turned out really well. I was looking at my Facebook feed. <laughs> so far. <laughs> it paid I, I off. Like, I was looking at my Facebook feed this morning, and I have friends at... Low places? Yeah, that I won't name because I'm, they might be listening to the podcast. And it, and this isn't just one instance, so if you feel that I'm singling out, don't feel like that because there are probably a good half dozen people who I feel this way where... You're friends with one person, and then they're dating, and then you become friends with the person that they're dating, and then you're friends with both of them, and then all of a sudden they go their separate ways, and it's just really awkward as to who you should stay friends with, who should you keep in touch with, because I was looking at my Facebook feed, and it's, yeah, I haven't talked to that person in a while, I haven't seen that person around, or maybe I should give them a text, but, you know, I really don't know, you know, at one point, you know, in my college days, I told one of my friends, hey, I don't want to know who you're dating. I don't care anymore because they were two really good friends of mine. They broke up, and it was just really awful trying to console each other, respective one, whatever. But, yeah, I know the rules, bros before hoes, but what if, you know, your friend's one of the hoes? What if your friend's hoe is a great girl? Okay, welcome to um, That Just Happened. I'm Rodney Sinio. I'm Adam Flores. We got two special guests with us today, a first-timer and a returning guest. First guy that we got up is Miguel Lepe Jr., who we mentioned before. Hi. That was amazing. (laughs) (laughs) And returning guest, we got Mr. David Merkel. Say what's up, David. What's going on, everyone? Okay, so we are currently on episode four. We are doing very well. This week, we are number 51 in the comedy category. We've hit numbers as low as, I think it was 64 the week prior, and even as low as 31 the week before that. So thank you very much yeah, for all yeah. your support. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, guys. I'm raising the roof. We'd appreciate any feedback you can give us. Remember to hashtag UTJH. Please spread the word. We're now on iTunes for all you iPhone, iPod people, as well as Podomatic.com. Moving on. Sorry. The corrections department. Last week, we were talking a little bit about some people from Chicago, in passing. It wasn't a whole thing that we were talking about. We weren't talking about the top five celebrities from Chicago. And Mr. David Merkel over here decides to write me a very hateful text message. What did he write? He put, all in capital letters, which makes you know that he's serious. How the fuck did none of you mention Harold Ramis for accomplished Chicago people? See, I would have mentioned Harold Ramis, but he gone. Zing. Wah, wah. <laughs> He is gone, so he doesn't care. But did he hashtag UTJH on Twitter? Because that's what we'd really appreciate in terms of feedback. And I mean, accomplished, is, you're alive when you're accomplished, aren't you? An accomplished writer? No, an accomplished. Isn't that a successful? Well, he was successful. Right, he was successful. Were you guys talking about accomplished people? We weren't Chicago? even we're talking, talking about, about famous talking people about, from yeah, Chicago. Just, oh, famous people. Oh, okay. Yeah. Never mind. He threw in the accomplished because he wanted to fucking be that guy. 
Where's Harold Ramis from? Is he from the suburbs? He's not from the city. Oh, no, I never, I I never met him. more suburbs. So he might not even count. My money's on Evanston. Seems like an Evanston kind of guy. Or Oak Park, the kind of guy who just walk around yeah, the streets barefoot. He looked like, like an Oak you know, Park guy. Yeah, he yeah. looked like a smug. I mean, your name's Harold, I mean. <laughs> yeah. Harold. And you're, you're not... With Kumar? Yeah. What is that, four O's or two U's? Or the owner of a chicken shack. He was born oh. in Chicago, died in North Shore, Glencoe area of Chicago. Glencoe. Glencoe. Sounds like a shitty fucking company. Oh, a couple more from the corrections department. Robin Shu oh. was Liu Kang from Mortal Kombat. We confirmed that. And there actually is a game where you can kill the dog from Duck Hunt on iMockery.com. Shoutouts for this week. So I have a shout-out. Uh, special congratulations to two uh, friends of mine, Ours. Jessica and Randy Michaels. Oh, I thought you meant... Never mind. Well, we'll get to that. Jessica and Randy Michaels just recently had an ultrasound, recently pregnant. I know they went through struggles with getting pregnant. They've been trying for quite some time now. Jessica's been very public about her infertility blog, went through rounds and rounds of hormone therapy, pregnant, just had their ultrasound. Congratulations to both of you. Wish you all the best. Yeah, congratulations. And speaking of pregnancy, this may or may not get edited out because (laughs) (laughs) Miguel Lepe and Ruby Lepe are also expecting. Hey! In case you're not keeping up, that's this guy that's That's my voice. This voice made a baby. The silky smoothness. Right? You know, I always find it weird when people congratulate me. You know, my wife's expecting as well. And people are like, congratulations. And I know from the people who already have kids, they're like, oh, yeah, good luck with that. But for the people who... Don't have kids, or just you know, from the older generation, it's kind of like, what do you what do you say to that as a guy? I mean, you know, as a woman, you're kind of excited. But the I thought like, that too. You said that to me when I yeah. walked through the door. I was just like, what did he? What did I do? You're basically saying, yeah, that, thanks a lot. I have a penis, and it I works. I have a penis, and it works. Yeah. and uh, I've used it, <laughs> and it was a long winter, <laughs> and it was. Yeah, there's a lot of babies. A little baby boom. Yeah. Feel it. There's nothing to do outside, so everyone just stayed in. We just kept getting slapped in the face. With the cold, so... <laughs> I, 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 thought I was like, you don't make babies that way. Yeah, I thought there was something wrong. Wait, that's right? not how you guys did it? No? I did a real quick. <laughs> I'm I like, was... you got slapped in the face and a baby was made? That's not how you guys make babies? Again, your wife's the dominant type. <laughs> Love you, Ruby. <laughs> <laughs> do you guys have any shout-outs? Shout-out. Anybody mm. worthy in your life of a good old shout-out? That's mm. awesome. You guys have some shitty people in your life. So many people. You guys could shout-out shout out me. Shout-out to Adam. For this awesome place he has here. Way to go. Yeah, the podcast, if you didn't realize by now, takes place in my house. Only because, I don't know, it's the one place we could all kind of get away from the kids. And it's relatively quiet. (laughs) Even though, if you listen to the last podcast, you can hear Rodney's son upstairs losing his fucking mind at some point. Yeah. Which is awesome. That kid's the shit. I would have to like listen to it in my car again to like listen. Oh my god. It's so, (laughs) like we're in the middle of talking now and upstairs all you hear is... It's just real faint in the background, but... People are thinking you got people, like, locked up in your... Uh, Shut up! <laughs> you just yelled in. Nelson Flores, thanks for the help with yeah, episode Nelson, three. Thank you, thank you nice very job. much. Nice job. You got a lot of compliments. We'll have you back on. I have a lot of people asking me why you have those thoughts about Christopher Columbus. I agree it's with him, by the way, on that. It's Yeah, it's, you, point. you can agree to it, yeah. There's a following if, if you... Research or just Google Christopher Columbus as a terrorist. Find a bunch of hits. That was somebody's big comic shtick. I remember seeing a stand-up comic do at least a good 20 minutes on that whole topic. I don't know. Not that he was a terrorist, but just that... I'm here. I wouldn't be otherwise. So, can't be too mad at him. Shout out to all you graduates out there. I don't know. Graduates. Prom season. Prom prom season. I don't even know anybody that's graduating this year, so that goes right out the window to me, because it doesn't even matter. I have some cousins that graduated. Congrats, cousins. Shout out to my daughter, who's finally learning how to walk. It's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Four steps. Right. She's gotten up to four. Let's get crazy. Eight more steps left in the program. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the tag up. That's yeah, that was nice. Yeah, that was a nice good. little jump on. On the whole Mortal Kombat thing, did any of you guys see the trailer for the proposed reboot that they were trying to use to get Warner Brothers Studios to release the rights to them to make an R-rated Mortal Kombat movie? I was thought it? they were just sticking to YouTube uh, Well, series. it became Mortal Kombat what, Legacy, I believe. Yeah, and Mach- who makes it? Machina? And what is that? Machina? Machina? But yeah, but what they initially created for was they were trying to convince Warner Brothers and NetherRealm to give them the rights to make an R-rated Mortal Kombat. That would be nice. I mean, I think you've seen it, right? With Jerry Ryan? Yeah. The the actor I can never remember who played Spawn. The guy from Spawn, Michael J. White? Yeah, he also had the... No. Is it Michael J. White? He had the two-bit... Who's Jaleel White? 
That's that's Steve Urkel. Urkel. Okay, yeah, Michael Steve J. White. Steve Urkel should be. In that's what Kombat. was. Confused. Yeah, he'd be an awesome Jax. Yeah, he would. <laughs> just every fucking time, Jax. Then I do that. That would be fucking awesome. I'm probably gonna get sued right now. Michael J. White. J. Michael J. White. I don't know. What? The guy from fucking The Dark Knight and Spawn. Yeah, he played the. Uh... Oh, he played that the first, was Spawn? He played the first gangster oh, that the shit. Joker killed. Was he Black Dynamite? Yeah, Black Dynamite. He was in Nicki Minaj's video. Oh, fuck everything to do with Nicki Minaj. <laughs> yes, I would. I don't know. Oh, she's yeah. turning over a new leaf. I like yeah, she's it. She's starting to look a little more natural. A little more original. I like the original version. i give it about six weeks. She's turning over a new leaf. And under that leaf will be more illicit drug use. Oh, come on. It's debatable. No, it's not. Her ass makes me forget everything she's ever done. Anyway, so <laughs> Alright, fuck yous. Ooh. Fuck you, department. Yeah. I got a special fuck you to the 15-minute loading zone in front of Whole Foods. Fuck you. So first of all, there are no cars in that zone that really mean to be there for 15 minutes. Second of all, they're all $50,000 and up cars. And I don't know what it is about buying a car... That's more than $50,000 where you get, like, a special license from somewhere that says you are now allowed to drive like an asshole. And then people forget about the fact that there's a parking lot, 15-minute loading zone at Whole Foods and people abusing it. There's a thing called a parking lot, for one. And two, there is no such thing as an organic emergency. <laughs> so 15-minute loading zone at Whole Foods, fuck you. Yeah. You might as well just open that up to fuck you Whole Foods. We'll get there. We'll get there. Right. One day at a time. My eternal fuck you this week is going out to Castlevania for the original Nintendo Entertainment System. Fuck you to that game. I started playing that recently. I never had it as a kid because my parents didn't buy it for me. My cousin Omar had it. Was it one of those taboo games where they're like, oh, it's borderline devil worshipping where you can't really... No, my parents were just like... Uh, Worship all the devil you right? want. Beat the shit out of Mario Brothers a million times. I'm not buying you another game for a little while. I mean, my parents bought me games, but I played it at my cousin's house before I ever had an interest in it, and back then I was, like, six. So I didn't have the wherewithal to try to change something in the game, and I just didn't want to play it because I'm like, that kind of sucks. And it's hard. It's a fucking hard game. So now, what, almost 25 years later, I decided, okay, let me take an actual attempt at this fucking game, and it's just as hard as when I was a kid. I cannot get past the Grim Reaper. Fuck you to Castlevania, and... I'm not going to say fuck you to my daughter, but she's kind of a fucking douche. <laughs> because she was playing with the Wii remote. I didn't realize that somehow she had turned it on. Somehow she had accessed the Castlevania game that I was playing. And somehow restarted the game. So I made it all the way to the Grim Reaper. And I saved it basically at that point. And she found a way to delete my save file. Or make it so that I had to start all the way the fuck over. So... Not a fuck you to my daughter, because I love her eternally, but when she gets older, remind me to cut her hair in her sleep or something. For something as much of a travesty as messing with daddies. And she ripped up one of my comic books today. That gonna, was rough. I'm going to piggyback yours. First off, I'm going to say, don't feel bad. No one has made it past the Grim Reaper yet. <laughs> so don't feel bad. Second off, i just like to say fuck you to review sites that allow everyone to have a fucking opinion like Metacritic. In particular, it's because Watch Dogs, game that... Everyone here may or may not be familiar with. I know Adam is. Hell Rodney. yeah. Yeah, it looks great. Okay, but see, that's the thing. The E3 show they showed last year was produced and made using computer software and hardware. Not the consoles, Xbox One, not PS4, none of that. So now, I was like, I'm going to pick it up, but I wasn't going to do it today. But I was going online, I want to see what everyone else is saying. Everyone's giving it a fucking negative score. Because, oh, it doesn't look as good as the video did at E3. Eh. Shut the fuck up. Judge the game on what it is. It's the finished product now. All those videos don't fucking matter. That's like watching a preview for a movie. Judge it on the whole product. Don't just whine that it doesn't look like it did last year at the video. I'm sick of that shit online. So I just want to give a fuck you to those reviewer aggregate sites. Because they just piss me off. Yeah, there are plenty of games that I've played that don't even look good. Castlevania. That are Castlevania. I mean, for Nintendo... One of my favorite games is Bomberman, and that game looks like shit, but it's fun. See, I mean, I love gorgeous games. I'm playing Infamous Second Son right now. It's gorgeous. But I really feel like they kind of like, oh, let's how pretty we can make this game, and hopefully you'll overlook the either short story, the lacking story, the lack of story development, or everything else. As long as they keep throwing shiny objects and colorful things in front of you, you'll overlook the rest. Yeah. 
I still want substance. Style's great, but I still want substance. You got any fuck yous? I got a fuck you to people who say you welcome. Oh, God. Oh, you welcome. You welcome. Instead of oh, you're welcome. I thought you were, like, having an issue with people saying you're welcome. Well, that like, pisses what? me off, too, but one thing at a time. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I work at a call center in an office setting, and this lady who works behind me, I don't even know her name, she pisses me off because she's constantly saying you're welcome. What if she listens to the podcast? But she, if she does, fuck you, lady, who works <laughs> for this company. It just doesn't fit. Like, I, I wait for him. Like, maybe today's the day that she learned. That she just learned it. Like, her dad just said, honey, you need to pick it up. But no, every day it's the same thing. And at the end of her phone conversation, just the fact that I'm expecting it makes it worse. So then it's just, you welcome, and she does it in like a tone. You welcome, you welcome. I start work at 6 o'clock in the morning. So it's 5.30, I'm drudging into the door, and I know we don't talk about work here, but this is before work. And the woman's walking by, and she sees somebody that she knew, and she's like, oh, hello. Mm. And I know that they're trying to be, what the fuck said bro's name? Medea. Oh, Medea. Hi, you're there. That shit ruined, I almost turned around and just went back home because I knew right then and there it was going to be a horrible fucking day which it was but still moving on so what's worse when somebody says you welcome or when somebody says oh you are welcome I'd rather have you are welcome yeah I'd rather the person there's be like energy over and than, there's, there's effort yeah and there's grammar you know it's, can I ask you a question <laughs> <laughs> I haven't even heard ax in forever <laughs> you're lucky man speaking of colloquialisms what the hell is up with ratchet when did that become a term? Who invented? That's to me, right. Ratchet is the fucking Autobot that fixes the other Autobots. Like, <laughs> ratchet? Where did where did that come from? I don't know. That it, it came from a song, I think. I don't know. But they, I don't know. There's a lot of that kind of shit that I don't understand. You can't just go making shit like, up. Turn up. Uh, that's like the entire hip hop industry. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have a word that'll make this make sense, so I'm just gonna shove this word in here. Oh, that, did you know that's this new slang? I needed it to rhyme, so I said ratchet. It's like the word conversate. Oh, God. That word does not fuck... Thank you, Kanye. Conversate does not exist. Stop fucking saying shit like that. It's converse... Yeah, but then you're going to confuse a conversation with their shoes, and they don't want that. No one wants that. They'll be okay. I don't know. I hope they'll be okay. Anyway, if if they're not okay... If you get that jumbled up, you're already an idiot, and you shouldn't be allowed to talk anyway. All right, pissing on grades this week. All right, while we're in the negative mood, pissing on grades, our next segment, Bob Hoskins... Oh, oh, man. I don't want to do this. Known for... <laughs> I'm leaving. Well-renowned actor known for roles such as uh, his role in Hook. Super Mario. He was in Snow White and the Huntsman. Super Mario. He was in Made in Manhattan. Super Mario. Most famous for Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Was he in Super Mario? I think he was in Super Mario. He's in Which brings leash? me to my next point. Super Mario. Bob Haskins... John Languizamo, Dennis Hopper, all contributors to the ruining of what could have been a franchise movie for Nintendo, Super Mario Brothers. Nice job on that movie, guys. No. Sorry you missed the last green mushroom, Bob. Oh, oh wow. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe did a little research into the game, but sorry. This has been Pissing on Graves. The Bob Hoskins edition. Next week, my Angelo. I'm not going to do that. I can't do that. Can I piss on one? Oh, yeah, go ahead. I want to piss on Philip Seymour Hoffman. Oh. Let it rain. And it's really, it's, <laughs> it's not so much him, but it's just because, oh, Philip Seymour Hoffman died. But everyone's just going to ignore the fact that he died because he was a fucking drug addict. Why should I feel bad for this man being dead who was a drug addict? This is the guy who's a celebrity. He lives outside of the established rules and norms of society as it is. You mean to tell me you'd be like... Man, I have a fucking drug problem. I'm going to take some of my millions of dollars, get me a handler, dude, rein me in. Kind of ration out the amount of cocaine I'm doing in a day. Or heroin or whatever killed him. And then, find something else to be an addict to. Find some other high. You have all porn. the funds at your disposal. Hell, I don't give a rat's ass if he was addicted to porn. I don't give a rat's ass if he started paying out porn suitors to go sit there in the front row while they're acting and jerk off. Yeah. I don't care. But that's what happened to David Carradine, essentially. That motherfucker's But gone. even that, like, that douchebag Cory Montes from Glee, when he died of drugs. Oh, I don't feel bad for you. You were a celebrity, you were a millionaire, you had the world at your fingertips, and you died with a needle in your arm. Several needles if you're Philip Seymour Hoffman. Congratulations, you're a piece of shit, and you died. Philip don't Seymour expect Hoffman, me though, to feel bad for you. He was fighting that shit. It's a sickness. I mean, oh, I don't think it's oh a, yes. The sickness. Take thing. this 
podcast on a serious tone. But... <laughs> I just want, I'm just pissing on the grave of every celebrity that dies by drug overdose and I'm expected to feel bad for or ignore that fact that it, their body of work somehow offsets they're still a piece of this shit. I don't like when somebody dies automatically, man, that guy was such a great actor. Uh, some people that have died weren't necessarily good actors. Or maybe they were just unfortunate enough to not have good enough roles. Uh, the or, thing or, that bothers me is that people just remember after you're dead. Like, they were a good actor yesterday. Yeah. No one was saying anything. So I'm just pissing on the grave of the celebrity druggies. No, I mean, you got a good point. And are they a better actor because they're dead? We're both right. Would we remember them as much if they hadn't died? People can make that same argument about Nirvana and Kurt Cobain. Would they have been Ooh. as big a band if he hadn't died? They would have just been a phase. No. I mean, Pearl Jam, probably at the time you could have considered them to be equally successful, but, I mean, not a whole lot of people think about Eddie Vedder or mention him when they're referring to... Grunge. Grunge, yeah. And he was a big part of that first... I think that was the first video where somebody stage dove. <laughs> I don't know about all that, but fuck Kurt Cobain, too. Oh, come on. And fuck Heath Ledger. I'm uh, saying it. Come on, why? I'll say it. Why? That'll be next week's Pissing on Graves. Oh, okay. To be continued. Yeah. Next week, I'm going to go on a fucking rant about Heath Ledger. It's going to happen... Why are you so serious? We're... <laughs> nice tag up. We're... <laughs> I'm going to talk about the Dark Knight. Let's get crazy. Tune in next week. Tune in next week for that. For the next segment of Pissing on Graves. Comic Clips Notes is going to be a new segment that we're going to start trying out. We're going to be actually be highlighting facts about either well-known or not well-known superheroes or comic book characters. And give you guys a little schooling on what goes on in the comic book world. Maybe some secret origin type shit. Proceed. Yeah, yeah is it kind of like the they said in the Bible, the geek shall inherit the earth? And now it's cool to be into comic books and no stories, but people only really know the stories that are in the popular movies. And even then, some of the movies that they haven't seen that have come out in terms of comic book movies. I think uh, our little sister-in-law, Jenny, recently saw X-Men Last Stand, really enjoyed it, but she even commented that she wished she would have seen previous X-Men incarnations. She was a little bit lost. So, for our listeners who are not into comic books, particularly the ladies, pay attention to this segment if you really want to impress your man and school him on some comics knowledge that we're going to drop on you. Boom. So, speaking of my son Jason, my son Jason is actually named after the Red Hood, or more commonly known as the second Robin, Jason Todd. Now, when I tell people that, a lot of people are like, wait, there was a second Robin? And actually, there are five incarnations of Robin... Maybe six if you consider the Dark Knight's Dark Knight Returns version of who? Carrie. Dark Knight Rises. If you also consider uh, the, Joseph Gordon-Levitt oh, as, as technically yeah. a Robin, you know, which was kind of a shitty reveal at the end of the movie and was really no point to it. Although I like Joseph Gordon-Levitt, he played that role good, and I think he would have played a Robin-esque character. Maybe not Robin himself. Maybe one of the altered aliases. Or I would have even gone. Maybe made a good Ezreal or. Just kind of a different line. You didn't have to throw that in the end. Oh, by the way, his real name's Robin. It's too I think clever. More, I think your more average watcher's going to get a Robin reference over an Azrael reference, though. Good point. Point taken. Okay, so speaking of understanding references, me being a video gamer, or more so of a video gamer back in the day when you know we lived in arcades, um, I probably wasn't the biggest gamer. I'd wait for the version of Street Fighter Mortal Kombat to come on the home console because I couldn't afford to be dropping tokens at the arcade. Tokens! But back in the old days when you played video games in the arcade, you always had the opportunity before there were screen names and PlayStation names and Xbox names. You had the opportunity, if you did well in the game, and I would always hone myself on the shitty games because I really couldn't get my name on the leaderboards, on the on the popular games. I would play games like Cybersled. You had the opportunity to leave three initials. So instead of doing something clever like some of my friends did where they would leave symbols or just, you know... Curse words. Curse words, F-U. How many ways can you write fuck, ass, shit? shit. I would leave my actual initials, which are R-A-S, Rodney R's and Ancinio. So that kind of carried with me into my adult life, RAS. That was my monogram. That's what I would sign off as a manager when I worked at various jobs. And, you know, I even had at one point in my life a little pinky ring that just had RAS on it. So I oh met my God. wife. <laughs> I wish I could. you got to bust that pinky ring out one day. It, make my daughter kiss it. That would be fun. <laughs> well, funny story to that. When I met my then-girlfriend, Sandra, she took RAS's. That doesn't stand for Rodney Arzanatsinho. That stands for Rodney and Sandra. Oh. So she and then he took the pinky. So <laughs> and then that's why he's no longer wearing a pinky ring. So pawn that bitch for ten bucks. So to forfeit part of my man card and get to a sentimental story, she actually took the pinky ring. It ended up being her exact ring finger size, and that's how I knew what size to buy her in terms of engagement ring. 
So we've always identified with RAS as my monogram or as kind of our, you know, this is us as a couple. And then came along Paul Dini's, I usually, I just give credit to Paul Dini for Batman the Animated Series. and Best I, cartoons ever. I even think the, the Ra's al Ghul storyline even came before that, but it wasn't really prominent until that animated series. And I just, I fell in love with the character Ra's al Ghul where he was a bad guy, but he wasn't really a bad guy. It's kind of like a Wreck-It Ralph reference. He was a guy who was trying to do the world good. He had a great storyline. I think the Dark Knight really kind of fucked up the representation of Ra's al Ghul, although it was, it was an okay representation. But yeah, the real Ra's al Ghul, I, should, I wish it was I think actually... Nielsen played the shit out of that role, though. He did. But, you know, again, I wish they would have used Ken Watanabe. He's a great actor. He could have, you know, Last Samurai guy, the guy who was, you know, the pseudo Ra's al Ghul. Mm-hmm. I fell in love with the character, fell in love with the character Talia. And when my wife and I were pregnant, we thought we were going to have a girl at one point, and we were going to say, hey, what would be a great name for a girl? And Talia seemed very apropos, because Talia is the daughter of Raz al Ghul, and if we use our name, my monogram Raz, or the three letters that represent Rodney and Sandra, it would be very fitting that we had a daughter named Talia. At the time, I was getting a lot of notoriety in the zombie world, where it's just uh, my screen name's Raz129. If you play zombies, add me. Especially if you're in an extension, that's kind of my game now. But we thought it'd just be very appropriate for Talia to be our daughter, daughter of Roz. We ended up having a boy. So one of my favorite Batman stories is The Red Hood. Recently animated series, I don't know what year it came out, probably 2010, 20, 2008, something like that. And it was a story of... It's the animated movie. The animated movie where The Red Hood comes back to just kind of be vengeance of Gotham or avenge the death of Jason Todd. Jason Todd being the second Robin who was killed by the Joker in uh, A Death in the Family. Death in the Family, one of the greatest fucking comic book storylines ever. Classic comic book. And the story goes, Jason Todd was killed by the Joker who was hired by Ra's al Ghul just to fuck with Batman. Not to kill Jason Todd, but just to fuck with Batman. Now, hold on. Jason Todd was beat to shit with a crowbar, and then a bomb went off. Proceed. Just in case beating the shit with the crowbar wasn't enough. Yeah. Probably one of the most graphic panels I saw in comics back in that day. Hell yeah. And there was actually two hotlines where you could call the kill. Yeah, that was the, the whole yeah, thing with Yeah, that was the whole thing at the back of the issue. It's just, you know, does he live, does he die? Poor everyone kind of didn't like him. And it was like what we were talking about with Sam Graves. Nobody liked him. So DC comic book said, hey, in the next issue, Robin's either going to die or he's going to live. It's up to you. Call the fucking number. It didn't say fucking because of the comic code of comic authority code or whatever. So everyone voted for him to die. As soon as he's dead, everyone's like, I miss Jason Todd. It's like, oh, you idiots, you fucking killed him! So Jason Todd, he was kind of a harder-core-edged Robin, as opposed to Dick Grayson, who's a little more... Dick. Dick, bookwormy. Jason Todd was brought into the Batman fold as a thief. Allegedly, as a legend goes, he stole the rims off the Batmobile, which is kind of funny. But That a common kid could get the rims off the Batmobile. Right. If I was with Batman, I'd be like, here's the keys, take the fucker, you just want this bitch. <laughs> I think that's why he's, you know, I'm going to make you Robin, because you fucking deserve the rims of the Batmobile. But I fell in love with that animated movie. Todd worked for a NASCAR pit crew at some juncture. <laughs> I fell in love with that animated movie, Jason Todd, at, come back, he came back as the Red Hood, who, most people believe that the Joker killed Batman's parents, but uh, the Joker was actually the Red Hood before he became the Joker, and we can probably talk about comic cliff notes for another segment of that. But Jason Todd, he came back to avenge his death where the Joker killed him and to question Batman why he didn't go after the Joker, why didn't he take his vengeance out. Um, That became the story. And in the interim, the Red Hood took over Gotham, became a better Batman, you know, to quote the movie, than Batman himself where he actually took lives, held gangsters ransom, and he just wreaked havoc on Batman. So I thought that was an awesome character. But as the story goes, Jason Todd was dead and he was resurrected by Ra's al Ghul through a Lazarus pit. So I thought, well, Ra's al Ghul doesn't really have a son, but it was kind of apropos that Ra's al Ghul resurrected Jason Todd, so that's why I named my son Jason. Mm-hmm. If Ra's al Ghul had a son, we could probably even argue that I considered naming my son Damien, who was the child of Talia al Ghul and, and, Bruce Wayne, and Bruce Wayne. Who's the fourth Robin. Right? But my wife wouldn't have... Me naming my son Damien just because of The Omen, which kind of ruined a good name for a kid. The Omen is a fucking fantastic movie, by the way. Comic Cliff Notes. Comic Cliff Notes. That's a story of Jason Todd, which, you know, incidentally, there are, again, we alluded to five incarnations. Jason Todd, most people are familiar with Dick, Dick Grayson, because of Batman 66. Mm-hmm. Jason Todd would be the second. Tim Drake would be the third, who went on to lead the Teen Titans. 
Yeah. He's a, he's also ended up becoming Red Robin. Once Damien came around, he became Red Robin, which... Is that what the restaurant's Nope. Like? Red no. Robin. I was waiting for one of you guys to just go, yum. But, no, Red Robin's actually a really, really cool character. I think the first time Red Robin even makes an appearance is in Kingdom Come, which is actually Dick Grayson playing the character, but Red Robin's kind of been bounced around. Jason Todd actually donned the Batman suit for a little bit, but it was a little bit different. Right around the mouthpiece, he had a metal mask, which was actually really fucking cool. I'll show you the pictures in case you want to see. And as Jason's getting older, he kind of emulates Jason Todd character in terms of his impetuousness, his greediness, and just the defiance that he has for me and my wife and everybody, any authoritative figure around him. So I think it's kind of funny. But Tim Drake, also an excellent Robin leader of the Teen Titans. If you hadn't seen the Teen Titans animated series um, that was on Fox before they went Teen Titans Go!, I think I like the original Teen Titans a little more. Of course. It was, it was just like Batman. Like, before the Joker got the black eyeballs with the white pupils, the Batman animated series was better. Then it became Batman and Robin, and all of a sudden it was just like, uh... Oh, Batman with Superman was good. Batman and Superman, Superman was, was good. good. That was the first one where they started having the Joker with the black eyes. Yeah. It wasn't bad, but, I mean, whatever. The fourth uh, and fifth Robin are kind of debatable, because I think the fifth Robin came out before the fourth Robin, if you consider Carrie Kelly as a part of Frank Miller's... Dark Knight Returns to be another incarnation of Robin. The only female incarnation of Robin, if I'm not mistaken. Which is one of the top five Batman storylines of all time right there. That's the Batman Bible right there. And modern day, dark, brooding Batman, really based on Frank Miller, one could argue. Also, if you get a chance, read Batman Hush, which was the first time that they reintroduced Jason Todd, or that they kind of touched on it. Spoiler alert, it ended up being Clayface pretending to be Jason Todd, but... That's what really sparked fans to be like, holy fuck, is he back? And he looked sick the way Clayface did it, but it ended up not being him. But then, you know, two years or so later, they brought Jason Todd back. And then the fifth incarnation of Robin ended up being Damian Wayne, Wayne, which we touched on is Talia on Batman's son, raised by the League of Assassins, League of Assassins, League of Shadows, depending on which canon you follow. And yeah, he's a crazy fucking kid, but... Still cool, cool character. Ended up being Robin for a while, especially when Bruce Wayne was gone and Dick Grayson donned the cowl, the cape and cowl, as it's more commonly referred in the awesome cow. world of... Cape and cowl. Yeah, cape, cape and cowl. It's not a mask and a fucking cape, it's a cape and cowl. Who is it? Grant Morrison is it? that story? With, with, with Damien? Damien Wayne, and credit to Grant Morrison. If you haven't heard the Fat Man on Batman featuring Grant Morrison, that's an incredible podcast. Yeah, I got the storyline right over there. I think it's Batman and Robin. Man has a real love for Batman mythology and even ties in Batman 66, which most people will are willing to... He does, he does some weird shit, though. Grant Morrison's a weird motherfucker. Like, what he did with the X-Men was fucking weird. What he's done in his own shit with Frank Quietly is fucking weird. He's but a little out there, yeah. Not bad. Not a bad guy. I'd shake his hand if I met him. For more of the Um That Just Happened podcast, find us on iTunes, hit the subscribe button, click five stars, or you can find us on SoundCloud, Podomatic.com, Podbay.fm, or Stitcher.com.